ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, where my audio is slightly different because I have had to redo my office in preparation for hopefully changing careers. I thought you sounded a little different. Yeah. So I, I, there's there's some background noise that I'm going to have to cut out, but that's what uh, noise reduction is for. So. You're changing careers? I'm not, but my wife is. Oh, okay. And yeah, so needed needed a little bit more room in the office. But you'll and continue I, to be a professional podcaster. Yes, I will continue to be a professional stay-at-home dad and um, <laughs> to, to two house dogs. husband. <laughs> to, to two dogs, a snake, a handful of fish. I forgot about the frogs. snakes. <laughs> Don't forget the frogs. <laughs> I, I remember the frogs. My gay transgender frogs. Yeah. Alex and Joan. That's a, that's a wonderful naming theme for them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm your host, John. Uh, that's always, him. Here's here's my co-host, Wombat, and that's me. And uh, Wombat, what's your glowing weak point? Oh shit, John! John, <laughs> did you just ask me what my glowing weak point is? Oh, fuck. damn straight, I did. John, John. Okay, my glowing weak point is the movie Do Revenge the heck is that um it's a movie on netflix right now uh it's basically a 90s movie like a 90s teen movie like think think like mean girls or like uh clueless something like that is okay. that it's yeah. that kind of a movie uh basically uh, uh, maya hawk and some actress i don't know uh, are the stars and like like the the one character's name is Drea and she's like the like like the queen of her school or whatever and then Maya Hawk plays Eleanor and Eleanor is like like she just moved into town and she's like kind of a misfit or whatever um and then it's like a thousand different movies right um but Drea's boyfriend right before the end of school school the last year uh asked her to like like film a little like like get naked thing for for him right oh and then he leaked it to the entire school ruining her oh, life you asshole and, and then pretended that he got hacked and and took no responsibility for it piece of shit and eleanor uh, when she was 13 was accused uh, by somebody she thought she could trust uh, of being a sexual assaulter and, and it like completely destroyed her life and that girl yeah, goes to the what? school as well um, and, and she actually specifically moved there in order to uh, or specifically went to the school in order to get close to that girl and ruin her life good yeah yeah um and then and then they decide to uh, take each other's revenge. So so Eleanor gets close to the the uh, boyfriend, and in in order to like uh, expose him as the you know piece of fucking shit that he is, yeah. and yeah. and Drea gets close to this other girl who's growing drugs inside of the uh, the 
What? The greenhouse at their school. She, she's growing shrooms, dude. She grows shrooms at the... It's not just weed. Um, wow. And, and so she, she gets Hard close to that person in order to ruin her life. And then there are twists, which I will not spoil for anybody. It's a fantastic movie. Mm. Sounds good. It is. I like Mean Girls. Mean Girls is one of my favorite movies of all time. I just like... I, I like these, like, teen movies where teens act like not teens. <laughs> like, like, every... It, it, it's like a wealthy, well-to-do school. So everybody's talking as if they're fucking, like, functional adults already. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and they're... they're the the boyfriend at one point is is revealed to have been cheating uh, on Andrea for years, not with one person, but with a different person in every click in the school. Oh gosh, <laughs> he's just a complete fuck boy. Yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, that, do revenge. That sounds like it. <laughs> it's great. What about you, John? What's your glowing weak point? I went to the park. Okay. Yeah, the skate park? It was... No. <laughs> uh, no. I am I am not a skater. Uh, not a skater boy. You can see you later to that. Um, Ugh. <laughs> so clunky. <laughs> Uh, What'd you do at the park, John? Um, we, we we had lunch. We just we we wanted to go have like a like picnic lunch sort of thing, and uh, we were looking for a park close to us, and found one that had a pond. So we're like, ah, oh, we'll we'll just we'll go. We'll pick up some fast food or something, because like we didn't have any sandwich meat. We didn't really want to bring like PB and J's. Uh, so and grabbed a grabbed a couple of the new Wendy's pretzel pub, uh, pretzel bacon pub sandwiches, spicy chicken. How pretzely is it? Stuff, dude. Th- this is the best sandwich that Wendy's has. Even better than the Baconator. Dude, the Baconator bows before this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the best thing that they have. Um, this is the pretzel bacon pub. Yes, pretzel bacon pub uh, sandwich. And get the spicy chicken if you can. They also do like burger or regular chicken, but their spicy chicken is the best one. Um, oh, man, it's it's good. Uh, and then we, we went and we sat next to the... Uh, they, they had this, this little walkway down to like a foot away from the water. And it was just peaceful and calm, and it it was a swing bench, and it wasn't squeaky at all, and there weren't cobwebs or anything on it, and there were a bunch of geese and turtles and ducks, and the cutest little ducklings. Oh, I love ducklings. Fluffy yellow little ducklings. Beautiful. Was there an ugly duckling? No, no, they were all beautiful. Okay. There were no swans there. (laughs) 
We would not have sat that close to the water if there were swans. Swans are mean. Swans suck. They're vindictive. They're vindictive, hateful creatures. There's not a single good um, swan in existence. No, there isn't. I read the a kid's book about like anthropomorphic animals, and, and the swan was the first uh, first villain. Yeah. 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 Because swans are villains. Like that's just they just are. It's just fact. It, it is. You can't be a swan and not be a dick. <laughs> it, yeah. It's true. It's sad, but it's true. Uh, we got to walk around a bit, and they have they have a persimmon tree at the park. A persimmon and tree. I've, I've never seen a persimmon tree. <laughs> I don't even know what a persimmon tree would look like. Yeah, it's, I mean, it just kind of looks like everything else, but it's got persimmons growing on it. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> I thought they would be like a vining plant or something. I don't know. Nah. Yeah, well, I, it's... Isn't a persimmon like a, uh... Like a peach sort of thing, where it's got the pit... I think all of the pitted fruits come from trees as well. Do so. persimmons have pits? Listen, I googled persimmon, and one of the th first things it says people also ask is, what is the persimmon fruit good for? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was just a wonderful time with me going outside and touching grass. Um... All right. Well, good for you let's... touching grass. Yeah. How dare you, <laughs> dude? I need to. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna save this to next week when I talk about like, or I guess no, we're talking about anime next week. So, oh would, shit, we're talking about anime next week. Oh god. Yeah, it's gonna be hell. Um, <laughs> I I have hated the season so much. I'm down to like one show because my my other two shows have ended. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We watched them all, but boy, did they not shape out well. <laughs> um, even I even dropped Call of the Night. I'll let you know that. I uh, <laughs> I, I, I told you it wasn't going to be good, but... It was good up until an episode that we can talk about next week. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I have been playing so much of Legends of Eidolon. Oh my god, it is you're baked still... onto my screen. It's ba it's baked onto your screen. <laughs> yes. I the 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 like bar on the bottom where you like all the clickables and everything. Uh-huh. Is baked on. Oh no. And yeah. It's it it has me worried. You've a played lot. so much of Legends of Eidolon, you broke your computer. My my phone. Or your phone. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. That's bad. Um, it it's good. I don't think it's I don't think it is. <laughs> it's a good game. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I love it too much. Clearly, uh, you baked your computer or your phone. Yeah. All right. Well, let's <sighs> move on to the news. John, you decide what we talk about first.
Wait, wait, uh, let's 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 get into Overwatch. Oh so, yeah. So Overwatch exists. Overwatch uh-huh. Two exists now too. I guess we should. Is it out or is it? Mention- no, I guess not. Oh no, October. It says it launches in October. It. Just around the corner now. Yeah. Um, so, do we want to talk about the original or the new one? I mean, both of my things, uh, or both of the things I have up here are for the new one, so I don't know what you mean. Well, the the thing I have up here, the thing I put, oh, I guess it is Overwatch 2. Yeah, that's Overwatch 2 also. Alright, well, uh, Overwatch 2 has a new character. Uh, the first of three new characters that will be available when the sequel launches. And uh, remember, recently, we we got some news from... It's not even recent. It was like four or five months ago. Yeah, it's been a minute since Um, we talked about that. It's been a minute that that Blizzard now has this... uh, Diversity tool. tool. Yeah, diversity tool uh, to make sure that that things are not just uh, obvious rips of, like, their cultures and you know don't they they don't treat cultures poorly and stuff make sure that there's a good amount of every uh gender and sexuality and oh they're gonna add a new japanese character oh Can yeah that's what she's gonna be a ninja <laughs> oh not only is she a ninja john she's a ninja shrine maiden yeah a ninja yeah. shrine maiden fox spirit <laughs> <laughs> this this will be the third Japanese character in Overwatch. The other two are actually uh, Genji, Genji, who is a ninja, and also um, what's his character? The, the Hanzo, Hanzo, who is a ninja? Who's a ninja? Um. So now we have a new character who is a ninja. So so Kiriko. Kiriko is a ninja. She she has like throwing knives, right? She's a f- uh-huh. she's she's got like a little fox mask. Uh yeah. And Truly. and a fox spirit. She has a little ghost fox spirit. Um Yeah, a little kitsune, yeah. Yeah, she's wearing a Miko, you know, shrine maiden outfit. You know, white white and then red. White, white up top, yeah. red down at the bottom. You know how it goes. And then beaded rope uh, belt thing that you know all the shrine maidens do, yeah. and then she throws Ofuda like she's a goddamn on Myoji. <laughs> like, like she's just all of the things that you know from anime. Yeah, she's all of it. She's every anime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this is I think this is the first character they've introduced since talking about their diversity tool. And it's like we can have diverse uh characters in our games, except we won't. Except for Japanese characters who are all the most stereotyped of all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that Japan is one-dimensional. Japan is ninjas and shrine maidens and foxes and and weird ghost mages. That's what Japan yeah. is. <laughs> That's it. 
and and it's ridiculous because they already have two ninjas. Yo, yeah. you could do anything else. There are other things you could stereotype Japanese people as. She could have been a samurai. Yeah. Like, she could have been a salary man. <laughs> there are other she things. Could've, she could have been truck-coon. She could have been truck-coon. <laughs> or she could have been like an idol. Like... <laughs> Of all Someone the fucking things, me. they just did another Someone ninja. <laughs> Someone was showing me, they got a tarot deck the other day, and it's a anime-based tarot deck. But it's not, like, specific anime. Shut up! <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that out. Uh, uh, so, they had this, it's not based off of any anime in particular, it's just based off of anime in general like the feelings like the some of the the um major arcana are based off of thing stereotypes uh or archetypes of characters like you know i don't i, I don't re- remember what they said each thing was but there's like you know tsundere is a, an archetype uh that is like the star or something like that <laughs> I, I don't remember which one it is i i'm not that into tarot, so I don't know. But Yandere is the death. No. For death, it's you just have a Dutch shot of truck <laughs> And the best part is, like, for each one of these archetypes in, like, the card, it, it'll say, like, death features truck coon or, or, you know, twin tails, uh, Sundre or whatever, and you can see it in, like, these... You can see examples in these anime from these characters. And then it's like, Truck-kun appearing in these six anime. <laughs> yeah, if there's like a goddess of luck or some shit that does exist, and and people doing this tarot are supposed to like, like tune into the stars or whatever to communicate with whoever. Yeah. Th- they don't communicate with whoever's using the anime-themed tarot deck. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. They see that shit and they're like, you're on your own. (laughs) Uh, I need a modicum of of respect. (laughs) Speaking of Overwatch, um, if you want to play the other characters, the the ones from original Overwatch, when you start playing Overwatch 2, which, why would you? um, You have to unlock them. Yep. Yeah, not like not like in regular Overwatch where you can just play the fucking game. Y- you've got to unlock them. And it's not just like, here, do a little quest and we'll introduce you to each of the characters. A hundred matches. Yeah, it's in order to unlock all of them, you have to play a hundred matches in Overwatch. Yeah. And I don't know how long an Overwatch match takes. I've never played Overwatch. I can't imagine it's short. It's not exactly short, no. <laughs> I, I would I would say it it takes the right amount of time. Like if if you're if you want to be like, hey, let's jump into a match, it takes the exactly the right amount of time to take a match. Right. I don't know what time that is, but like it always feels like it's the right amount of time. Uh a hundred is too many. Yeah. I mean really yeah, I, I w- any is too many. Because yeah. you're going into a new game, so all of yeah. your existing characters should just be available for people. 
Yeah. Uh, um, also, uh, while, while they're doing this, they're going to start m- making people uh, use this, th- this thing called SMS Protect, where you have your phone number attached to your Battle.net account. Um, yeah. So, so they're doing this in order to uh, stop people from using multiple accounts simultaneously. I well, okay, that's not what I thought this was. Um, so this is this is something that even like Bungie has thought of, and several others that have a really competitive PvP space. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't. This isn't so much for quick play, uh, and and honestly, I th- I think they shouldn't do this unless it's for competitive. I don't think um, they should do it at all. Uh, I don't like the idea so, of hooking up personal information to an account. Here's here's what it is: is it comes down to people will get banned for cheating or something. Yes, or, and and then they just create a new account, and, and that is what they say this is for. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can, you can, uh, especially for a free game, like, you can create as many, you can create an infinite number of accounts, um, and then if it costs, uh, a low amount, then sure, you can, you can just keep creating accounts, and that's fine, and there are ways of getting around IP bans, so you can't even rely on that, um, all the time, so it, 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 it comes down to like locking in some detail about you so that they can make sure that you can't like you can't get around a ban. Um, the problem is for for a couple of things like privacy in general. Like you, it's it's always uncomfortable putting your information out there, right? Especially uh, to a, a company like Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to do it to disreputable companies. Certainly not. Yeah. But, uh, then, then there comes the, the point of like, hey, a lot of kids play these games. And kids, uh, I know kids, kids these days have phones, but, like, not all of them. Right. <laughs> what about the people that can't pay for, you know, can't afford a phone? Like, <sighs> It's just it's it's a it's bad. It's a bad idea on multiple levels. Um, and I, yeah, I, I just I don't think, think Overwatch absolute... is. It, it's not the level of competitive to need something like this. I don't think. Certainly not. No, I I, I think Overwatch isn't isn't the right route for this. I, I feel like this could be a um, like a StarCraft sort of thing. Yeah, like, if, like, if I saw League of Legends doing this, I'd be like, I don't like it, but I get it. Like, Yeah. But I, I absolutely would only do this for competitive. I would not have this be yeah. for all games. Uh, like, <laughs> if you want to enter ranked matches, you can do this. Like, if you want to go in there and be shitty and cheat on quick play, then... It sucks, uh, but I who mean, cares? Yeah, you you should you should go crawl in a hole and die, but you're not screwing with things beyond that. Like you you just move on to the next match and it's fine. It's not like it costs you 
you know, you're you're standing in in whatever competitive mode it is. Right. But, yeah. I just don't it's like mixed it. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Let's see. Uh. Oh, let me talk about this real quick. So, Vampire Survivors has been upped to five dollars. It used to be a three dollar game. It's now five dollars. They're getting ready to uh, let like fully release the game. You know, version one point And. It's a fair price hike. It's a lot of game for what was only three dollars. Like a yeah. lot of game. Um, yeah. If I if he I really look at this one, if I look at what I've done in the game, I have it one hundred percent completed as it stands now, and I have fifty seven hours in the game, and <laughs> every single one of them was fucking fun as hell. Uh, so is more than worth it. And also in preparation for releasing the game, they've brought on the Jimquisition's own James Stephanie Sterling as their writer. Awesome. Yeah. And, and it's not like there's adding... There's a story? No. There's, <laughs> there's not much story or lore happening in the game. And from what they have said, uh, what, what their job is going to be is basically like writing a bestiary kind of thing like more than a bestiary but like a be stuff like a bestiary okay descriptions yeah. for stuff and and shit like that a adding in like little little details and shit to make it a, a bit more interesting but nothing like super heavy um yeah. and they're fantastic so they're only going to make the game better. <laughs> and I'm very excited, and other people should be too. Alright. On the other hand, Ubisoft is shitty. Ubisoft is always shitty. Ubisoft never it... stops being shitty. And in fact, they've yeah. been they've been so shitty that since I added this to the list, um I, yeah. I was looking uh -huh. over it, and it's had two updates since then. Yeah, that, that only add to the list of issues. Yeah, so, like, initially, it's like, okay, so there's still a toxic culture at the company. Toxic cultures produce harassers. That's what one of them said. And, like, like yeah. uh, basically, like, the, they don't get rid of people. They just stop talking about it whenever it happens. Yeah. Um, all the recent additional harassment, abuse, and DNI training has taught managers how to say the right things, or at least not say the wrong things, and appear to, to act correctly. But in my experience, much of the change is superficial. That was uh, game designer Mark Ruchley. I don't know, some fucking French-ass name, you know. Yeah. So, like... Uh, further up in here, it's also talking about how, like, a, a bunch of toxic people are gone from the company. But not because they were fired. They just left. Yeah, they just and left. They th So, like, there's a lawsuit filed that's going to, you know, take them to in a, into account. But also, like, it's it's still, like, you have people just leaving. You, so they're not being 
forced out. They're they're not being held to account for what they're doing. So and I remember from years the ago, company, they were still allowed to keep their stock options after they left too. Like, yeah. like they're still making money off the games that are being produced there. Yeah. So like they they're not holding managers to account and now they're that's how this like if you just train people how not to act they will work around that that that's guaranteed you have to actually take them to task on it and get rid of them if they're doing it wrong um and this is the thing that i i don't understand because people it is well known and oft spoken that hr is not here for you yeah, everyone, they're there for management. at this point should know this. It's the HR is there to protect the company. But what people don't always realize is that the company is also not managers. That at the end of the day, the, the company is in, <laughs> and the, the U.S. government will love this, the company is an entity that, uh, <laughs> that exists <laughs> outside of both workers and uh, managers. So sometimes, yes... If you are a, we'll say, from their perspective, problem employee, HR is not going to do anything for you. HR will work against you. Um, but on the flip side of that, if you are a bad manager, it is always easier and better for the company to just get a shitty manager out. Like... That's if you're a bad manager and you're causing problems for the company, you're you're out. Like that's that's what HR is supposed to take care of because it's supposed to be on both sides. C-suite, you are golden. You are the company. <laughs> you, you if you're in the C-suite or like right up next to it, the vice president era of that, you're you're fine. You are the manager that they say HR is not going to touch. Yeah. But but if you are anything below that, which I imagine with the with what this is saying, a lot of them are. Like, management in a game development company is not just the C-suite and the the VP of, um, like, the, the art director. No, this, this is like heads of studios no. and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the, there's, the, the managers below that are the ones that are being shitty as well. I'm yeah. sure the ones up high are, but they can get away with it. Uh, well, and the they're below, they're often protecting the ones below them because they're friends and they like them. Yeah, and... Which is one of the big reasons why, like, Yves Jameau should just not be at the company anymore. Like, yes, he's protected so many of these fuckheads for so long that... yeah. You, you can't have him be in charge of the company and have any faith that anything is actually going to be done. Like, this this is such a endemic uh, to not having a good HR system. I mean, it's endemic because, to capitalism, is what well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you make this, money this, for the company, you get protected. Well, if you cost the company money, you don't get protected. And the lawsuits that are coming from this, and the loss of talent that's coming from this, is costing the company money. And it absolutely should. And it needs to cost it more. Yeah. 
they also they also say that uh, management has completely stopped answering questions, anonymous or otherwise, and the like reporting abuse anonymously can still end in victim shaming, asking who the victim was. Uh, Whistleblowing never works. Yeah. In any situation. Whistleblowing is a absolutely 100% necessary thing. But then then you're, you've screwed yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those things that, like... Whistleblowing is a privilege. It's a privileged thing to be able to do it. Because you have to be able to get another job, or be able to live without the job, or... It's not something that if you are struggling in any way whatsoever, you can do. I mean, it's like a a, a while ago we found out that Facebook only had like one person overseeing entire continents worth of moderation. And we only yeah. found that out because the person who was doing that moderation had left the company and could now talk about it. Yeah. Like, like, that's the only reason we found out the insane levels of criminal negligence done by Facebook is because that person was finally in a position where they would not lose their livelihoods for speaking out about it. Speaking of Facebook, there's a push right now to revisit the um, decision allowing it to combine with Instagram and... Uh... Oh, like Something maybe else. actually holding antitrust laws like viable? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and to that I say yes, but let's just shut it down. Right. <laughs> they caused this genocide. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 just instead of splitting fa- Meta up into its constituent pieces, let's just shut End it, it down. Like, and, Amazon and, and, hasn't committed a genocide. Amazon can be broken up into constituent pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook has committed a genocide. Facebook can suck my dick and balls. I, it sucks. Uh, Alright, moving on. Um, Ubisoft still sucks. That's the, that's the gist of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not news. Here we have you the sames. Well, I mean, um, it, it's news in that they they said for like two years that they were going to do something that they've been doing things, and then get the developers there are like, um, so yeah, it's been two years and they haven't done anything and have actually only gotten worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, um, the YouTuber Video Game Donkey has announced. His very own publishing company. I'm super excited to hear what you have to say about this. (sighs) Well, uh, first up... uh, Did you watch the video? I did not watch the video. Okay. But I... I, First off, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I have never given a shit about Video Game Donkey. Neither have I. Every time he's popped up, it's been like... Whoopee. Um, I legit didn't know who he was. I've heard about him. Like, I I know someone who watches him and has occasionally sent me videos from him. And every single time I've been like, 
Pass. Because the the uh, the headline of this Dexerto article is YouTube legend Donkey launches his own video game publisher, and I'm yeah. like, who? <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and then it's like they're they're gonna it's it's big mode his publishing arm, uh-huh. and um. And he's only gonna publish good games. He's here to bring you great games. He's yeah. he's been reviewing games for forever, and so he knows a good game when he sees it. So he's only going to publish good games. Yeah, right. Um, like he here, knows how publishing thing, works, right? <laughs> good, good games will not go to big mode. Good games will go to five hundred five videos to be published. That's what Chucklefish. happens. Yeah, Chucklefish <laughs> will will happily take on most indie projects, and they do. And so will Five Hundred Five. Like those are the two. I would say the two Humble biggest Bundle. indie indie hum- publishers. Humble, Humble Bundle is a publisher, and they, oh really? People go to Humble Bundle, and they are published there. Yep. Um. What's the the one that? Shows up at E3 every year, and it has its, like, trailer outside. Oh, uh, Digital... Fuck. Digital Devolver. Devolver Digital. That's it. There we go. Devolver Digital. Yeah. People will go to Devolver Digital, because almost everything Devolver Digital has done has ended up being a really good game. And people know that if you go to Devolver... Like, if it's a game from Devolver Digital it'll be a good game yeah like Um, if you just type in devolver digital in steam like you're only going to get a list of like fucking fantastic games yeah um like shit return to monkey island that game just came out people really like it as a developer myself um i also have to look for publishers i could self-publish but that's a giant headache um so, I have a couple opportunities. I could go to Hasbro, or I could go to Wizards of the Coast or something, and they would publish my game, and people would look at it and go, oh, this is a Hasbro game. It's good, because I've known Hasbro games for the past 50 years of my life, and they've always made really good games that I've enjoyed. Simple, like, you know, that's that's where you're going to get your monopolies and your, your troubles and sorries, as well as some you know, newer, more modern stuff. But you know what you're going to get from them. You know you're going to get a quality game when you get something from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, I also have a local publisher that I've worked with in the past. I helped uh, make their game with them. Uh, they made a a self-published uh, tabletop role-playing game that is quite a bit of fun. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, and they are a publishing studio. And... I could take it to them, and I wouldn't even have to fill out all the dozens and dozens of sheets of paperwork that I'd have to for another publishing studio. And I wouldn't have to go through the hassle of, you know, making a sell sheet and getting in touch with them and stuff. I could just bring it to them, and they'd be like, sure, yeah, we'll publish your game. Because you've already got a relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows them? What's that going to do for me? Right. Like, I can take it to them, and sure, my game will be, quote-unquote, published. published. Yeah, 
It'll be a published game. And I can write that on my resume if I wanted to, but I don't want to. I want to sell my game. I want people to play my game. And sure, over time, you having gone to conventions that they're at and them showing you the game and maybe you picking it up there and you pass it on to your friend, word of mouth will get my game out there. Or I could take it to something like Hasbro and... My game will be on every single Target in the United States shelves and every single Walmart and most lo uh, friendly local game stores. And oh, you see the difference? Yeah. <laughs> so, sure, maybe Dunkey has a, a big name in his corner of YouTube that we are not privy to. But... It's, it's, the millions of fans that he reaches are barely a percentage of the gaming market. And usually it's like 5-10% of that actually buy anything. So, <laughs> like, that, cool, you're, you're not gonna reach a whole lot. Second of all, Video Game Donkey is not a publisher. Publishers are publishers. <laughs> and publishers know how to publish things. They know all the work that goes into it. They know about all the levels of PR you need. And all the levels of... I mean, sure. maybe he, He's got community management. Because he's got a YouTube channel. So he's got to manage his community. But there's very large difference between a video game community and a YouTuber community. They're drastically different. It's, there's differences between a Twitch community and a YouTube community. And even more so between a game and a gamer. Um, so, I then creating merchandise for the title, which absolutely he's going to take most of. And let's be real, games don't make money off of merchandise. No. <laughs> that, that, that's... Merchandise is usually just like a fun thing they do. Yeah, that's that. That's such an aside that it. Like Wilder Myth is like, hey, we've got a new plushie of one of our little cute critters that you can get in the game, and it's like, I know the people who made Wilder Myth aren't making money on that. That it, no. they're breaking even on that. They just want to share their love of their own game with us. To to, to actually uh, further explain that, as a developer, uh, they did that because they wanted the plushie. Yes! <laughs> that, that, that is the one only reason they, they, they did it, because they wanted to have the plushie. Yeah. And then, they, and then they're like, I want it, but I can't afford for us to just make one. So we're going to make 20,000 and sell them. Right. And, <laughs> and we do a Kickstarter campaign, and if, it, if it's completed, then all of that money is used to make and ship these things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Even helping secure funding in initial stages. Uh, that, that means that they're willing to start Kickstarters for them. Whereas, as a developer who needs art for my uh, game, I can go to Hasbro, and Hasbro will say, okay. We know some artists. artists. <laughs> they, they're, they are making the art for you. 
it's gonna like it's gonna cost this much amount of your you know future profits, but but you don't have to pay up front like you would. Yeah, it's and it's it's not an if you get the Kickstarter finish, if you get the Indiegogo, it's a here is your art. Like that, that's is you you go to a publisher and they get, say all right cool. Here's what you've given me. You need to change this, these six things because we know what sells. We know what's good because we actually do because it's our jobs to literally sell games. And then uh, you need these six things. Cool. Here they are. Yeah, the publisher is like, okay, so we're going to publish your game, right? So r- right off the bat, once your game comes out, you owe us 40% of everything. That's just what you owe us. We're going to put your game out on shelves. You owe us 40%. And I'm just using this as a random number. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Oh, you need us to hook you up with an artist. Okay. We can do that. We got you. The artist gets 3% of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Or or even like, uh, or you get 40. Yeah. You'll get 60% of everything and we'll get 40%. Oh, you need an artist? You'll get 55% of everything. We get 45% of it. It, it, it just... Because the artist isn't getting the 3%. The artist is getting paid $15 an hour to make art. Or $20. Right. Whatever. Whatever they get paid. I mean, they and, can and have... Paid. It, it depends on their agreement, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> keep your rosy... We'll keep your rose glasses idea of this. How this works. Listen... Um, I I have idealism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> but they are probably but, just being pay, paid a flat rate. Yeah. So yeah, this. Yeah. I, but, I, but yeah, every time they do something for you, the amount that you owe them goes up. Yeah. And. And. Uh, I don't know who Donkey is, See, but he seems to just make, like, funny videos on the internet, which doesn't inspire confidence in being able to run what is essentially a very boring management business. Yes. Like, a like, very boring but vital. Yes. <laughs> like, like, publishers are fantastic. Like, a lot of them suck, but they are a necessary no, no. ingredient in getting games out there. The, you can the same way they're necessary for getting it. books out there. Yeah. You can like, sidestep it, can... but like three people on Amazon will read your fucking self-published yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can you can you can do that. You can do yours through one of the 100 uh websites that will charge you per book to to make a book. And then yeah, you can go out there and you can sit on the street corner and <laughs> try and sell people your books. And uh, your friends and family might buy your book. Never read it. They will not read it. Uh, no, they, they probably won't. And <laughs> that's it. So, like, please, 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 to all of the zero game developers out there uh, who are listening to this podcast, don't go for a publishing company that no one's ever heard of. Or a new publishing company. It's, it's, it's like when I, uh, <sighs> I don't when, like when saying was... that though. Here, here's the deal. Cause there you, does you need to be competition out there. Like oh, yeah, a, yeah, a new, yeah. a new publisher has to come from somewhere. It's not, 
It's yeah. not a bad thing to have a new publisher. You have to start somewhere. I'm just not sure if funny YouTube guy is going to be the guy. You can you can start there, but you have to you have to have a backing in something. Like like Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle's a very new game publisher. Let's be real. It's very new. Uh, Humble Bundle itself hasn't been around that long, but Humble Bundle quickly nailed its niche in the in our society as like here's a place you can get a whole bunch of games re- relatively cheap, and then they expanded on that of here's a place you can get games. Period. We we have a storefront. You can right. just buy games here. Yeah. And oh, here's a place where we do partnerships with developers, and you can do. And then the next obvious step is hey. We'll publish your game on our site. And you can look at it and go, oh, well, people know that you can buy games there. People know that, generally speaking, the things that come from Humble Bundle are pretty good. They're they're relatively high quality. And then you look at it and go, oh, well, they, they've got a hand doing this. And they're not a no-name group. Like, they, they've clearly got the support behind them the support team, the internal mechanisms to make a business work. Yeah. And I understand, like, a, you being a YouTuber is a business, 100%. I understand that. It is. But there's a, there's a huge difference between a business of you and X number of people who are your editors and then Y number of people that are your um, uh, community managers uh, versus... Like million dollar company. <laughs> you being a YouTube personality tells me nothing about your ability to manage a business. Yeah. Because you, you can just hire people to do that. You know, like, John Oliver. His name is on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean John Oliver knows fucking goddamn shit about <laughs> how to run a TV show. Yeah. He is the face on the TV show. And he writes some of it. Like, an amount of it, he writes. But but beyond that, he really... I don't know if he has anything more to do with it. You know? I mean, if I was looking for someone... That's like the YouTube shit. (laughs) Yeah. If, If I was looking to make a TV show, I would absolutely go to John Oliver... To be on it. To be in it as an actor. <laughs> but n- not not <laughs> to, to, to be the end-all, be-all of the TV show, but to be a, a piece of it. Yes. This is... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish him the best. I hope he does well. I have no hope. Okay, yeah. I, I have zero hope for it. Yeah. All right, so... uh. Are we going to do that? No, we're going to... Okay. We okay. got this So, one. so... Okay, okay. Well, go. Oh, okay. So, Crunchyroll is, you know, a piece of shit company that hates unions. So, they're going to yeah. recast the entire voice voice actor cast of um, Mob Psycho 100 for the, the English dub. Um, hmm. You know, doing it at their their production studio in my home state of Texas. Because we are a state that hates unions. So they can just do that. 
Um, and one of the voice actors that they're getting rid of is the main character's voice actor, uh, Kyle McCarley. They're just, they're just not bringing him back on. He has been the voice of Mob for two seasons uh, of fucking excellent television. And they're just saying, ah, in order to pay somebody two bucks an hour, we're just going to go to Texas and get rid of him. Like, it's just, they don't want to work with SAG after a union contract. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. This doesn't affect me one bit because I don't watch dubs. Me neither. Like, but uh, I care about voice actors. Old ones. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious about who they're going to be able to get because most voice actors are in SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so, they're going to have to if, go to people who operate in Texas. That's who they're yeah, going to have to and, go to. And, and the, the confusion there is regarding the fact that, uh, all of the good ones are in SAG-AFTRA because that's what you do. If, if you want to be in the business, then you get enough hours under your belt and you apply to join SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's, it seems like they're just kind of shooting themselves in the foot because it's like, no, we don't want to pay you, so we're going to get a bad actor. I mean, it's to... the shit that companies do when they, like, like, um, HBO is doing this right now with the, the Discovery merger. They're just, they're tossing all, like, like, entire completed movies down the fucking toilet in order to save some tax dollars. Like, that's essentially <laughs> what Crunchyroll is doing with this move. They're, they're throwing, they're throwing good voice acting down the toilet so that they make more money on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm we'll just, see how it plays out, but it's not going to win them any goodwill. No. Like, if they decide, like, like this burns bridges. If they come back next year and say, okay, that was a mistake, we're going to work with the union going forward, the union might not want to work with them. Yeah. Like, like that's that's the level of shit they're getting up to right now. The same way, like, the animators don't want to work with HBO anymore. Like... Yep. You're burning too many bridges with this fucking move. Yep. Alright, in other news, uh, there's gonna be another GTA. Uh, did you think that there would ever be another GTA besides GTA 5? Not really. I mean, I thought they no. were just going to milk GTA Online for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> A, a a hacker has uh, leaked footage of what is presumably GTA 6. God, so much has and, happened since I put this up here, actually. Yeah, and they claim to have the source code. They did and, claim. Yeah. And uh, wanna... they were a 17-year-old hacker in the United Kingdom who has since been arrested. Yeah. Yeah, they put up 90 separate videos, um, the longest of which was about three minutes long, of 
you know, b- backdoor footage of the game in its, like, very, very early stages. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look good, but uh, <laughs> no game does. You should see a picture of my card game before it was, uh, you know, finished. Because I mean, like, it was it was literally pencil drawn on construction paper, and that's how we play tested the first few rounds of the game. Like everything's on there still, but like, man, is it dog shit? Uh, then you should see the video games I've made, which start out as literally like red square versus blue square. <clears throat> I mean, even if you start with one of the engines that like really <laughs> helps you, like. One day, I might get around to making an RPG Maker game. That game is going to look like shit. It's just going to be like a tile set for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all yeah. that will be the game, is just tile sets. Like, like no game looks good early in the in, no. in development. No. And honestly, theirs looked pretty good for the stage they were at. Because they still had a whole bunch of GTA Five assets that they could use. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like once you have assets, you can just slap them in any- anywhere. I mean, yeah, it-, it doesn't make sense for anything. But and it's not like GTA you- Five looks bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The immediate reaction from everyone who saw this was like, uh, "If this is GTA Six, you can keep it." It's like you're you're an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're just an idiot. And then uh, one of the videos was uh, uh, featured a female main character, and uh, I thought it was fine. And apparently, uh, everyone else on the internet thought that uh, this was still the 1920s, and it was okay to be misogynistic. Uh, why <laughs> does it matter if the main character is a girl? Doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. But it, it matters to these fucking losers. Yeah. Because they can only relate to people who have dicks, I guess. Yeah, if they look exactly like them. Yeah. Um, man, if they made, like, the early GTAs today, they'd be like, why, why, why are there black people in this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not black. Why, why is this character black? I mean, like, basically, if GTA V came out today, they'd be like, why is Franklin in this game? Fucking, who needs Franklin? Why are characters not, you know, white men like me? Only two of the three characters are white men. (laughs) Jesus. I hate, I hate capital G gamers. Yeah. And all the people who were immediately like, this looks like Watch Dogs. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then there's a, uh, a follow-up to that leak, a uh, Kotaku writer. Uh, uh, Luke Plunkett. We've talked about Luke Plunkett in the past. I'm not we a fan of... We have, yeah. Yeah, we have. He was he was the one who wrote that uh, um, GameStop article with the really bad headline about the meme stock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wrote that article. We hated that article, remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Basically, they, they, they accused, they, they argued that uh, we need greater transparency in games and 
Uh, we just need to be seeing more of early, early games uh, more often. And <laughs> this take makes me want to rip my hair out. <laughs> yeah, and that all the uh, the non Rockstar devel- developers uh, are that are concerned about this because like there's a bunch of developers that are like, man, I'm I'm sorry that they had their game leaked uh, before it was ready, and they're they're all shills for big pre order. Yeah, his line here is. Why would anyone not working at Rockstar really worry about this on the company's behalf, though? Unless the only thing you were actually concerned about was maintaining the industry's obsession with pre-orders and tightly controlled pre-release marketing. Which, fucking, the point, whoosh! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, like, also, like... Man, why would anyone not working at Rockstar really worry about people leaking games before they're ready? Right, I mean... Because uh, they don't want their games leaked, you dipshit. In his question... If it happens to them, it can happen to you. (laughs) If you don't want it to happen to yours, then you don't want it to happen to anyone's. Idiot! (laughs) In his question, he's making a wild fucking assumption, too. Because he says, why would they worry about this on the company's behalf? And they're not. Yeah. They aren't. They are not worried about it on the company's behalf at all. They don't give a shit they care about, about They care about all the work the developers have done and all the work they're yeah. currently doing to make the game look good for announcing it to the world. And how that was yeah. completely undone by some fucking jack-off teenager in England. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a, lot of, a, a lot of people are fine with just showing your game in progress, and there are a lot of indie developers that do that, and you know, a lot of people follow from very early on, and they see the, the crap that the game is, and, and they like seeing it get to fruition, and, and that's cool. That's there are people out there who live-stream the process of making their game. Yeah, there, there are people <laughs> that are live-streaming the actual coding, which is boring. <laughs> like, I like coding. But that's boring. Right, you're not going to sit there and watch somebody code. Like, God. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but, but, like, if you want that, that peek into behind the curtains, you can go find that with indie games. There's a whole group that does that. This is the sort of group that, like, they like to make sure everything's nice and tightly finished, wrapped up in a bow... Uh, wrapped up with with a bow and they give it to you and you get to unwrap it and see what they've made and they poured their hearts into that game they have spent literal blood sweat and tears on that game unfortunately and uh and and they want you to get it at its best and then you're a jack off and then uh, not only that but like a lot of big games will come out with like behind the scenes featurettes they they will once they're out they will show you bits and pieces of the process of the game being made there's a lot of games out there that do that Uh not just indie games like but there's this thing called a first impression (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can you can get that stuff after the game and he immediately after that line that i hated um, he's yeah. he says like set photos from Hollywood movies and major TV shows leak all the time, and it's like a photo is way different than seeing something in action. You're not yes. getting 
you're not getting leaks of the of the She-Hulk show before no. the She-Hulk episode comes out. Like, and, and any like, of the, not the moving... video leaks you're getting, like any of the behind-the-scenes videos you're getting, are carefully controlled by marketing. They're, and they're, they're things like Chris Hemsworth joking around with... Uh, one of the other Chris's. I mean, like, like that, that's the sort of thing you're going to get is you're going to get like Chris Hemsworth in like the belly, you know, prosthetic and, and like half put on and, and he'll make some shitty joke at whatever other Chris is on screen. And, because and, they and don't allow cameras to be pointed anywhere except where they want them to be yeah, on those sets. And, and, and those set photos that are leaking. Well, there's two ways that they're leaking. One very carefully controlled marketing and it's stuff that isn't going to turn you off to the the movie at all it's things like oh look at what uh tatooine looks like right now and it's you know a desert you see a bunch of actors and stuff and you're like oh man i'm excited about the movie because this doesn't look like shit because you've clearly done all the work to make it look good or It'll be like it's, a bunch of actors in front of a green screen, and you're like, oh, I, I don't understand anything about the movie, but I like yeah. seeing the people I like, and it's cool to know they're working on a thing. Yeah. O- occasionally, you'll get something that's that looks bad, but that's always because of some jerk-off who took a video or a picture or something, and and it doesn't get a whole lot of, of uh, push in the media because, uh, I mean... It's not getting the big push behind it that, you know, Disney will do or, you know, with with their leaks, their intentional leaks. Um, And, you know, you're you're just a jerk. I mean, like, think think about the um, a few years ago when uh, the Christian Bale audio was leaked of him, like, fucking flipping out on somebody at somebody on set. Like, yeah, that was. That was the biggest thing that happened in fucking years because nothing like that leaks from fucking from Hollywood sets. No. Absolutely no. nothing like that comes out. No. And and we'd love <laughs> to have more leaks like that. Just like we'd love to have more leaks from Ubisoft about how shitty the internals are because that's what we need to hear. Like as 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 humans we need to hear that. Now, th- this this also comes at like there's a flip side to this entire conversation, which is that as podcasters who talk about the news, we would love to have a leak like this come out every two or three weeks for us to talk about. Oh my god, I was um, so excited that the Grand Theft Auto leak happened. I, mean, I was like, like, oh my god, interesting news for once. Yeah, like, <laughs> something we can talk about. Like, like because video movie, game news sucks. And not in the does. way that it's like it's like bad, but in the way that it's like boring. It's Yeah. So like having a leak like this, oh yeah, it's great for news sites. It's great for people to talk about, but it's garbage for the studios and in a lot of ways the the gamers because now you've colored their view of the game. Uh it, they're Rockstar knows that those misogynistic pieces of shit are the t- sorts of people that play their games. So they're not going to come out here and be like, yeah, we're going to have a woman first game and we're going to do all that stuff, which 
you know, we would love to have. <laughs> like, we would we'd love to have that. But they know how to come out and say, like, here's a new game, and here's all the stuff you can do in it. And also, you get to play as, like, these multiple characters, including a girl. And, you know, they're not going to go out first saying, like, maybe the girl is the main character, and these other two are the side characters that you deal with, like in GTA V. Um, they, they might not sh- share it that way, so that e- your first thought isn't going to be like, ah, oh, man, I gotta play as a girl... Um, and again, nothing wrong with that. We'd love to have more girls in games, but they know what their audience is and they know how to approach them with the news that, hey, they might have to play as the sorts of people that they hate. Uh, (laughs) and it, I just, I take such offense to this article because there's no other industry that we expect this level of transparency that Luke Plunkett is asking of the video game industry. Like, you don't go up to a novelist and say, hey, why don't you uh, put out your first, second, and third drafts of your book? Yeah. Give give me your your outline. Yeah. (laughs) You should should leak your outline online. Right. Um, We don't don't go to an artist and say, like, hey, I know you're, like, one hour into drawing that that enormous oil painting that's going to take you fucking a week to finish just put that out show show us the process you know like people yeah. really need to know the process of making this oil painting like yeah why the why the funk have i never seen banksy's line art <laughs> Like, like, it's just such a fucking level of entitlement with this one specific industry. No other and, industry and, is like this. Even the Hollywood and, and, industry. We're not like, you have to show us everything about how movies are made. And they still show us a lot. Yeah, and, and as I was pointing out, it's so self-serving to be asking for this. Yeah. Because Luke Plunkett... Is, is a, a writer, writer for Kotaku. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he deals with the news. So having news come out like this more often would be wonderful for him. He'd get to write something to... other than fucking GameStop meme stock. <laughs> yeah. He, he might have to not actually do his work as a, as a journalist. Wow. Man, I wish my job was so easy I didn't have to do it. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, it's just it's just so frustrating the the levels of entitlement that exist at every level of video games. Yeah, yeah. Game facts: the facts about the sweet home. The sweet home. It's actually just called Sweet Home. There's no the. Uh, Sweet Home is a survival horror RPG developed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, Juzo Itami, and Tokuro Fujiwara at Capcom for the NES. Jesus! The NES? Uh Uh-huh. We're talking about an NES game. Oh my god. Also, I thought this season was all about adventure games, but this is a survival horror RPG? Yeah, it is. Wild. (laughs) We're, we're moving on to next season. <laughs> In Sweet Home, you play as five different members of a film crew. Kazuo, Akiko, Ryo, Asuka, and Emi. Uh, 
who you can play individually or teamed up in twos or threes as they explore a haunted house to retrieve valuable frescoes and escape alive. Frescoes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that word. Taste, tasty grapefruit. Oh, wait, that's fresca. Uh, <laughs> this this game's really interesting in that, like, it's not that you pick a character to play or you pick two or three to play. You can switch out. Like It, like, starts team... you as a group and then you can split them up however you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Yes. And you, you take your own pairings of people or individuals to different parts of the, the game. And, like, you can go back and regroup and it's, it's, it's wild. That's cool as <laughs> shit. Uh, the basic structure follows that of most JRPGs, with random monsters appearing as you move that you fight through turn-based battles. But there are two major differences. The first being that each character has their own and nearly required special ability that only they may do. Uh, Kazuo can light fires with his lighter. Akiko can remove status effects with her medkit. Ryo can reveal hidden messages with his camera. Asuka can remove broken glass and dust with her vacuum, and Emmy can open most doors with her master key. But since this is a survival horror game, permadeath exists. So if a character dies, they drop a limited-use item near their corpse, so you can still heal ail ailments with a pill bottle, for instance. That's yeah. cool, but it also it makes it so that you can't just do it whenever anymore. Like, Akiko yep. is dead, so you have yep. five chances to remove a status effect. <laughs> yep. And, and also, that counts as an item, so now you don't, you can't, like, pick up something else. On that character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, two, two pointers with this. Because of the, uh, like unique abilities and the requirement to use them to get past certain things. This is also one of the first Metroidvanias. <laughs> uh, because of that, like, like this is often uh, cited as being a met better Metroidvania than Metroid because like you have to use specific things to get to further places and then go back and get a different thing to unlock further, further routes. I mean, to be uh, fair, the first Metroid sucks. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not. It's not good. Uh, Metroid Zero Mission is a much better first Metroid game. Yeah, play Metroid Zero is. Mission. You don't have absolutely. to go back to NES Metroid. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the the second thing I want to point out is the uh, the vacuum cleaner to remove broken glass and dust. It is strongly suspected that because of this game. Um, Luigi's Mansion features a vacuum cleaner. Oh, you think? It is strongly suggested by me. Oh, shit. Luigi is based on Asuka. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second major difference is that unlike most RPGs, where you're the hero of the story and through dialogue and your actions, you get the majority of the story... Rather, in this one, most of the story is told through cinematic cutscenes and flashbacks, with the background told through optional secret messages and diary entries you can find from former visitors. So this is also the, the world's first walking simulator. <laughs> well, I mean, you're still fighting things and still puzzles <laughs> and yeah. But, but if you take yeah, that it's... out... 
Yeah. This is just uh, this is just like after the rapture or whatever. <laughs> um speaking of the cinematics, this was one of the first games to include quick time events and was the first to place them into cutscenes and thus make even cutscenes playable. Shenmu and many PlayStation developers would later take this development way too fucking far. <laughs> I hate uh, quick time events. Quick time events are yeah. the worst fucking thing to ever happen to video games. Yeah. And if Sweet Home did it first, fuck you, Sweet Home. Technically, uh, Roberta Williams did it first. Fuck you, Roberta uh, Williams! At King's Quest 1 is the true first game to include quick time events. They were, they were the, um... Who's the dude who made all the, like, Dragon Slayer games? Dragon Slayer games are considered to be, like, the forefather of quick-time events. I mean, the whole game is quick-time events. The, yeah, that's... So it's not really... And it's it's not so much a, like, press A to beat up the enemy. It's like, press the correct direction immediately, or else you lose. Right. Um, And it doesn't tell you which direction. And also, the direction you think is the correct direction is often not. So, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was one of the first games to be to be developed alongside a movie, and not just to provide a later tie-in. And developers actually toured the film studio to gather ideas, with director Kurosawa... Oh, okay, Kiyoshi Kurosawa... Okay. Yes. You have to you have to be clear when you say director Kurosawa. I yeah, I understand. <laughs> they're they're not related. <laughs> uh, telling them in a rare move to not be concerned with following the movie exactly and to make the best game like it. The movie was very well liked, but the game actually both expands on and realizes the movie in a way that it couldn't. Many critics believed the game was actually better than the film. Uh yeah. Which is incredible. Like, <laughs> that that's very rare that you have a medium based off of another medium that actually is better than it, than the original. Like, I, I'm a big proponent of original medium. Uh, if it's a book and then they turn it into a movie, the book is almost always better than the movie. Almost Vice always, versa. because there are, there are some instances of a, a trash rare. book being turned into a pretty good movie. Very rare, but yes. Um, uh, short aside, the movie shares a lot of similarities with an old movie that I think Wombat and I watched a few years ago on a different show named House. That was absolutely ridiculous. That was when we were listening or watching videos or movies at the same time, like over the internet with Gentleman's Gank. Um, and it was a Japanese horror film where... It was, like, randomly animated in places, and... If I watched this, I do not recall it at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, because it was bonkers. It's a movie that they made, and then they couldn't publish it for, like, four or five years, because nobody wanted to. Like, they're, they're like, why would we publish this? This makes no damn sense. Ugh. <sighs> I want to play this game now. Mm -hmm. uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa is best known for his contributions to Japanese horror, being nicknamed David Cronenberg of Japan. 
There are far too many standout films he's known for, and the likelihood of us ever being able to bring him up again is low, and the facts are fun, so let's talk about one of his lesser-known ones, Kandagawa Pervert Wars. <laughs> Kandagawa Pervert Wars? Yep. Jesus. Uh, early in his career... Here, here, let me let me give you the, the broad strokes of it. Um... The, the broad strokes of this is that uh, there's a couple that are using their uh, like camera or telescope or whatever to spy on their neighbor and they find uh, some like incestual actions happening between a mother and her son, her younger son in Ugh. a neighboring uh, house. So they decide to help him. Uh, cement his sexuality in something more proper so they have like a threesome with him what the fuck (laughs) yeah like it's 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 weird it's it's real weird what the goddamn fuck (laughs) i didn't need to know about this movie (laughs) early in his career he was given the opportunity to direct a pink film uh What's a pink film? A a pink film in Japan is one that has nudity or explicit actions. All right, so it broke the haze code. It's, yeah, it's it's not pornography, but it has all the same things that are in it. So it's not made so that you jerk off for it, off to it, but it. But you could jerk off to it. You you could. Um, and so he made a surprisingly stellar film with reference to references to Alfred Hitchcock's films, inventive filmography, playful mannerisms, and joking allusions to his favorite Western films. The studio was not happy with the results, despite the fact that it received three out of four stars, and his sequel he had already started working on, he turned into a non-pink film. Damn. Yes. So he could have had a, a strong career in... Softcore <laughs> pornography. Uh, again, uh, not porn. <laughs> also involved in of. both the film and game was Juzo Itami, who both acted in and executive produced the film. This was his last film before he moved on to directing, making the world's first ramen western, Tampopo, which is also very ab- about ramen in itself. Very humorous. It was given four out of four stars by Roger Ebert, which means it's either one of the best movies ever made or one of the worst. <laughs> or the worst, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, ramen I, western, like uh-huh. a spaghetti western. Uh huh. I they they used that in the marketing for the film. <laughs> <laughs> like they they were pushing that. Um, yeah. Uh, sadly, Itami's career ended a few years later after he was first beat up by the Yakuza for making an anti-Yakuza film, which sparked an unfortunately rare government crackdown on the Yakuza, leading to his suicide that later was confessed to in an interview by an ex-Yakuza member. Damn. Uh, he, he, he definitely just jumped off the roof. Totally just jumped off the roof. I'm so- sorry, Itami. Uh, According to the confession, he did actually just jump off, but it was because they held a gun to him and told him that to he jump. could either shoot, they could, he could either jump or they would shoot. Right. And so he jumped. 
So, so I mean, that doesn't count as jumping off the roof. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> like, you can jump off the roof and maybe survive, or we can shoot you right here. So, he didn't survive. I'm sad now. Yeah. Fujiwara was the game director and was the primary director of just about everything early Capcom did well. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins, Bionic Commando, all the early Mega Man games. Well, there's a little number that's related to this one. We'll get to that. (laughs) The game was actually very successful, both critically as well as commercially, since it had been promoted alongside the movie itself in the film trailer. And with its revolutionary gameplay changes, it was praised and is still considered one of the greatest horror games ever made, as well as one of the best Famicom games ever made, and the father of the survival horror genre of games. It's the very first. Due to its success, when Capcom wanted to make a further horror game series, they started with a remake of Sweet Home, which evolved into Resident Evil. And that was just the facts. Uh, speaking of game facts, uh, we, we we do have broad strokes ideas, uh, themes for seasons, and uh, this one is kind of the, the sneak peek at what next season's going to be, because we're, we're getting to that spoopy time, and it's that spoopy time of year where we're going to talk about horror games. So because spoopy time is next month, for the next three months, we're going to be talking about spoopy games. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. Hey, maybe maybe we'll we'll watch some hot shit as well uh, that ties in with that. With like maybe when it gets close to Thanksgiving, we'll we'll watch Thanksgiving, and yep. when it gets close to uh, Christmas, we can watch that awful Santa Claus movie. Um. Next week, John, we have our our light novel, and have you yeah. have you read it yet? I have read like the first three or four pages of it. Then you, that's enough to know that this is very fitting. Then yes, it is. <laughs> uh. um, for those uh, who are keeping up, Infinite Dendrogram Volume Two next week. Uh, I don't have the book on hand, so I don't know the subtitle for that one off the top of my uh, head. It's in, the, it's in the other room, so I don't either. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And you wanted, you wanted to do another topic this week. I did. I just don't know if we have enough time now. Okay. I mean, we can push it if we want to. I'll let we you did decide. We spent a lot of time on the news. We did, and there was a lot of news to do. So yeah, we can we can push it. Okay, it's a push. So, and we had such a long one last week. So yeah, we're, we're, there were, we're three fine. of us. Yeah. If you haven't so, listened, um, go go back and listen to last week's episode where we had our first yeah. guest. Yeah, we had our first guest, and uh, Wombat didn't do any audio leveling. Oh, did I not? No, it's really hard to hear him. <laughs> oh, I can I can fix that. Uh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really hard to hear him. Because I really I, quiet in that. I did listen to his audio, and it sounded like the same level as ours. So, like, I didn't think there was an issue with it. Yeah, I, at least listen to it on the site. Maybe, maybe it was just me, but it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it it's an easy fix. So if I need to fix it, I'll I'll fix it and get that up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look forward to next week when we're going to be talking about Infinite Dendrogram Two, because this is the season of Infinite Dendrogram, and we're also going to be talking about anime. Are we talking about both this last season and maybe a sneak peek at next season, or are we going to like? If next season, season is starting, then we can talk about it too. Or, or we could just like take a week in between, and then talk once we've got like a couple things i don't know because i just have i have like two shows to talk about <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i can yell at high dive because gosh high dive is taking over which I, I might mean, be a good thing if Crunchyroll is gonna fucking suck ass i mean i yeah i, I don't disagree with that and high dive's cheaper is it it is it's five dollars a month but High Dive doesn't have all of Funimation stuff. This is true. And also the things I most want to watch are still on Crunchyroll, like Spy X Family Season 2. Yeah. Second Core, it's not Season 2. Whatever. Alright, well, look forward to anime and uh, light novels. I'm just going to have a weeb week. I'm like three quarters of the way through... Infinite Dendrogram 2, and it's so much better than the first book. I forgot just how much better it is than the first book. And the first book is not bad, but... No, it's not terrible. This one's fantastic. Alright, well... Uh, what are you looking forward to for next week? Ooh, shit. What the fuck am I looking forward to for next week? I don't know, man. Just fucking breathing. I don't <laughs> I got school all this. I, I have so much homework to do this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I also... Oh, you know what? I have friends coming over on Sunday. There you go. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, it'll be their first time coming over to our new house. Nice. I am looking forward to all the things I'm normally looking forward to, like spending time with my family, and we're going to be working more on the puppet. We attached the eyeballs and the hair and to the nose last week. Were they googly eyes? No. Damn. No. no. They're like half a ping pong ball. A little bit less, but yeah. Don't don't want bug-eyed. <laughs> Um, finished the mouth as well. And this next week we're doing clothing. So, make a t-shirt for them. Be fun. And, uh, facial hair. If I remember to order the hair. Which I need to do. Like, right now. Um, yeah. It would be super useful if you could, uh, share this with someone who either watches pink films or likes to vacuum. Um, also, rate and review us. Uh, 
Email us at glowingweekpointpodcast at gmail. Um, you know, we've got time. I'm going to rage. I'm going to rage. Okay, yeah, i got time to listen to you rage. Because right now, right now, what we're doing, the, the announcements, the sharing stuff, the, all of that, the end is the correct time for this. It the is. End, or maybe, maybe a segment in the middle where, you know, you do your ad, you then you like right after the, right after or before the ad, you're like, hey, also it'd be helpful to like share this with someone, get this out there. So, but the, we don't have it. Two times. No, we don't. So we're not going to do it there. The beginning is absolutely the wrong part place to put it. Yes. Now, I, I get it. I get it. We've as, done as it once. As a listener myself, I, I know. As a listener myself, I understand. Like, you you listen through the podcast, and then it gets to the end, and you hear them talking about, like, oh, okay, rate and subscribe, fine. Skip. On to the next podcast. I understand. I do it, too. It's still the right thing to do. You, you, you make it so that people will listen and enjoy, not so that you infuriate them every time. There is a podcast I'm listening to where every single time... They start it with, like, ten minutes, it seems, every time. Of them talking about, like, oh, we've got new merch, too. Check us out. We've got this new little character that we do, and, like, it's so cute. What do you think about the character? Oh, I think it's great. It's the super cute thing, and, uh, man, I love it slapped on the mug, and I put it on my uh, my my laptop. Jesus. So that, like, when it's up, and, like, yeah, yeah, it's great. So, like, check out our merch. Also, be super helpful if you rate and subscribe and follow us on Instagram. Oh my god! Because I know we're an audio podcast, but we put the videos of things that we're talking about up there, so you can go check out pictures. Because, like, I know it's confusing to like imagine some of these things. That, like, we're we're talking about very specific parts of these like machinery. So, like, follow. Follow us there so we can show you pictures of things. And sometimes we put, like, videos that are, like, supplemental that are helpful there. So, like, please check us out there. And also, we've got this other channel that you can... Shut the fuck up! We should totally live stream us recording this podcast, John. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's It's just... It's frustrating. Because it's... It, and it's... it's it's especially frustrating because, like, every single time we do our check us out next time, sure, occasional we'll throw in the, the rate and subscribe and check us out on email. But we're always like, share this with someone, and then we make it different. We make it unique every time. And our responses afterwards are unique every time because it's, it's clearly us talking in the moment. This is not a segment that we have, like, I, we could do that. We could do, like... <clears throat> And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Glowing Week Point. We will see you next time, as always. And please remember to rate and subscribe and share this with a friend. Bye. And, and then we could just take that, cut it out, and then at the end of every episode, just copy-paste, copy-paste. And that would be really boring. And so we do something unique every time, and I like it, and I don't care if they do. Uh, but it's different. Somehow... They record it fresh every time. It's definitely not a pre-recorded thing. Like, it's definitely not just a copy-paste. But it is monotonously the exact same. <laughs> like, it's reading from a script, but they haven't bothered to change the script or enunciate it differently. Like, 
if if we had a script for this, which we don't, like the only thing we have that's actually written out is when you do a light novel recap and you read the game facts I write, which are factual, so they need to be read as is. I can't just like, you know, off the top of the cuff talk about it. That's And, and the that's, light novel recap is written because I can't remember an entire book's worth of um, plot yeah. happening all uh, off the top of my head. But but it is also like it's written scratch every time, and it is a direct from you thing. Like this yeah. isn't us copy pasting anything. This is as you would say it. It's me writing a book <laughs> report in my voice. Yeah. Um. Whereas these other people are just they they read they read the fucking thing from like beginning to end, and they don't change it. Like if we had a script, we'd be like. <laughs> Uh, share this with someone who, like, we would change it up because we would be bored. How are they not bored? They're we boring started, me! We started singing Game Facts because I got tired of just saying Game Facts every fucking yeah. time. <laughs> and that's two like, words. Like, you're, you're boring me. I like your podcast. I don't like listening to the beginning of your podcast. And I can't just skip into it because who knows where, like, you. sometimes you add a, a little bit, sometimes you remove a little bit. I don't want to, like, scrub through to find the beginning. Just let me listen. Put all your shit at the end like everyone else does. Listen, so we actually write a whole bunch of stuff that we don't even read. Like, like I write yeah. new head. I write new headlines for everything that we we talk about when we talk about news, and we <laughs> and read them almost them never. <laughs> like, if, like, if you are going to say something about it, you just go based off of memory. I haven't read the news most times. Like this time, I actually read through a little bit. To be fair, of most I of the time I don't put brought. them up until like the day of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like... This I, time was different. I, I, I've been working on it for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, so you'll you'll say, like, uh, YouTuber Video Game Donkey announces publishing company and video where he seems to imply he will only put out good games because he's played lots of games. And I'll be like, so, Video Game Donkey is this YouTuber, and he's making a publishing company where, uh, you know, it's, like, he's being an idiot. <laughs> and that'll be what I'll say. <laughs> it's like the the things we have written, we don't even say. Right. Uh, it's more of a you're, guideline. You're fucking killing me, podcast. Let me <laughs> let me listen to the damn podcast and not your shill. This is a I verbal like subtweet. <laughs> it is it, it, absolutely. Well, I told you I was gonna rant. Like, <laughs> I just didn't realize that it was going to be a rant about some very specific podcast that I have no idea about. <laughs> and the, the thing that kills me is the the person that like heads the podcast is also on another podcast that I also really enjoy, and they don't do this shit. So it's the other guy's fault. And, well, the other guy is like a sec, like he's an afterthought in the podcast. And he doesn't even read. He well, uh, believe me, it's. I'll I'll tell you afterwards what podcast it is, and you'll understand. Um, like they don't matter 
to this podcast. It's the <laughs> one guy's podcast where he knows all the things and he's telling it to this other person. And it's super interesting, except he's so fucking boring in the beginning. It's the Joe Rogan he has, experience. He has the, no, it's not. <laughs> Josh, no, I have never listened and I will never listen. Um, no, and like he's on this other podcast and I really like that podcast and it's not fucking boring. And this production studio has like, 13 other podcasts that they do and you know with shared some shared staff between all of them and they don't do this on any of the other ones i don't know why are they like piloting this awful shit it's bad (laughs) don't do it all right well that's it thanks for listening we'll see y'all next time it's it's been real this has been john calling out robert evans of behind the bastards (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what that is i'm okay with that bye everyone bye